And now, Ben Devo, the voice and layers. back to the BDSM show that's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness as usual I'm Billy I'm Devo welcome back sorry we're late um this one's on Billy it is yep uh we finally got all of the sand rinsed out of his vagina so we should be okay to record today listen pal if I don't have a voice I can't talk on the show okay it didn't bother me I told you Tuesday night I could power through it. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with it. I don't want to put people through listening to an hour and a half of me squeaking. Right, that's true. They already do struggle through it with you having a, a nice voice. Yeah. So. Are you sick or is it allergies? I'm not really sure. Like, I've kind of got a cough. Other than that, I don't really feel sick. Mm-hmm. And just like Tuesday, it started okay and then went mm-hmm. downhill fast. Is it like like a tickle in your throat? Like there's a piece of popcorn stuck in there? Uh, a little bit, kind of. Okay, okay. But yeah, and then um, yesterday I started back on the uptick, and I thought, hey, all right, showtime might come hey, around, it might be okay. It. And like mid-afternoon, the recovery plateaued. That's okay, because so, I was asleep by like 9 o'clock yesterday. That's all good. I was like, oh, Billy's probably going to be gay again. Well, you called it, so whatever. It was a gamble, and I won. It's a bold strategy, the, Cotton. Let's woke, see if it pays off. I woke up the next day, grabbed my phone. I'm like, please be Billy saying that he's not going to make it. And I look, right. and I'm like, yes. It was. I win again. Um, Jen and I are going to buy a house. Nice. Yeah, I got, Fantastic. Um, got a friend of mine. He's a uh, mortgage broker. Yeah. Gave me a few tips and tr- well, he checked my credit and it was like marginal. Yeah. He's like, he's like, bro, if you can lift your score like 10 points, he's like, I should be able to save you some money on, you know, on an interest rate. Yeah. I was like, all right. And that was like back when I was really pissed off about this uh, apartment or this house right. that I'm renting. So. I went out, did what he said. You know, like I didn't have a credit card, so I went and got a credit card. Sure. And he's he's like, use it. I was like, okay. I went and used it because you know, previously as a young man, I abused uh, credit cards. Of course. And got into a little bit of trouble. Sure. Um, paid them off and then never looked back. You know what I mean? Like, that's over. So anyway, right. he's always, he told me to get one, so I got one and I used it, and my score went up. So I call him again, like, last week, and I was like, uh, after I knew that I, the credit card had been reporting for a couple of months, Yeah, I uh, call him again, I'm like, bro, can you uh, check and see where we're at? And he pulled it up, and he's like, dude, it went up, like, 25 points. Nice. He's like, so you're good to go. So he ran some numbers, and he told me what I'm cleared for, which doesn't buy you what it used to buy. Sure. <laughs> Back in the day. And since I'm not moving to Northport anytime soon. Right. It's going to it's gonna be an interesting ride. Well, what I would say is just not in the hood. 
See, that's going to be the uh, the <laughs> issue, I think. <laughs> uh, so the question is, or there's there's two loan programs out there. One is the FHA loan, yes, which only which only requires three and a half percent down, which I can do no problem. Yeah. Then there's another one called a 203k loan, which right. allows for a uh, like some reconditioning. So like up to like thirty five grand. So you can find that piece of shit house, right, in a good neighborhood, and then make it a nice house. And it lets you you know. So if you can if you can steal one, you can finance the the remanufacture of it or re what do you call it sure. re- rehab yeah the so, revamping the, or right i have some t- and you know you have to use a contractor and the contractors have to be approved by the lender and blah 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 it's kind of a pain in the ass right but since but since we're all pals it might not be a bad idea you know sure we I, you know he's like he's like i don't like to do these loans but since you know it's devo yeah and and you get it you know we can have real talk and we don't have to p- pretend like you know, we're a customer and, uh, you know, he's yeah. like, maybe, maybe I can do it. So we'll see how it goes. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we're doing that. That's going to be a fun adventure. Um, Jen has been just hammering the battery to down to zero, emailing me stuff to see. It's like, right. Hey, just slow down for a minute. <laughs> let me, uh, let me help. Let's not be emotional about this. Sure. So, anyway, I'm pumped about this weekend. Yes, it's gonna be um, exciting. We get to we get to be together all weekend. All weekend. Yep, Saturday and Sunday. Absolutely. We're going to the USF spring game on Saturday. Correct. I'm what time does that start? Like four. The game starts at four. The like pre-party block party mm. thing starts at two. Right, and so from we'll what I've seen, they're going to have, like, food trucks and inflatables and games and stuff. And they have, like, alumni flag football, and then they have, you know, uh, all the players and stuff wandering around. Yeah, and they'll have the post-game, post-game concert. Some dude I've never heard of, but it's free, so, you know. Yeah. We went last year, there deal. was free pizza, and there was also a concession stand. And then there was the, they had the athletic like apparel truck but yeah. they didn't have any new didn't have any good gear in it it was all just like shitty stuff right not, trying not to like push this. out last year's merchandise right exactly i'm like this is the same stuff as last year they're like yeah the new stuff isn't out yet <laughs> exactly um so i'm pumped about that and then we're going to epcot on yes. sunday yep and the weather for sunday is supposed to be real nice yeah i'm looking forward to it we're looking like super low 80s, like 81, 82. Yeah. No rain. There's a chance of rain tomorrow and Saturday. Well, it's Florida. What do you expect? I agree. Then we're starting to get into that pattern. Yep. So, um, so I'm pumped about that, too. Sure. Um, I know the, the boys are going to be jacked trying to get them to sleep on. Saturday night's going to be fun. We yeah. Run them, hard, run them hard Saturday. Fun is definitely the word to describe. Trying to get those two down when they're sharing a bed. Yeah. They're pretty goddamn giggly. Yeah. Which, I get it. <laughs> sure. Um, And then Tuesday, I think it was, Tuesday, I was leaving work. Um, I was riding in the elevator, and yeah. it stopped halfway down. Oh, boy, that's fun. 
<laughs> so I'm, I work on the 32nd floor, and it's like a high-rise elevator, so it's like it goes express up to like 29. Yeah. So there's like two banks, right? Like if you're 29 or, or lower, you take this bank. If you're 20, you know, 30 or higher, you take this bank. Yeah. So it was like, deet, deet, you know, past the two floors that are below me, and then it's like into the free fall section. Yeah. Where there's no floors, and it stopped relatively abruptly. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, uh, what the fuck just happened? Right. Luckily, there was an attractive young woman in the elevator with me, so I didn't feel so bad. Right. But I had to look cool, too. You know what I mean? Like, Of course. You got to be not, her safe, manly man. Jesus, dude. I am not. <laughs> I don't think I'm claustrophobic. But the second the elevator stopped and we weren't on the floor, on the ground, yeah. I was like, man, this thing just got really small. Sure. And it was I like think it's instant. a natural reaction because you don't know how long you're going to be stuck there. Right. It was like instant sweat. Like it was like I could feel like a little like bead on my forehead. Right. And I was like, okay, be cool, be cool. Look up, nervous laugh. <laughs> and uh, I like flipped out my phone. I look at it. I'm like, okay, let's just give it a minute here. And then maybe two minutes later, it continued on to the bottom. Right. But I've never had an elevator stop on me like that before. I don't think I have either. Like mid-stream? Yeah. Not I've floor. been in a lot of elevators, and I don't think I've ever had that happen. So I told I told my boss the next day, and she was like, oh, yeah. She's like, one time, when you know, about like 10 years ago when they were you know, in that building, she's like, I got stuck in the elevator in between floors for like an hour. That would suck. I was like, an hour? She was like, and you yep. know the worst thing is like even in today's age where you have smartphones and stuff... Mm-hmm. You get absolute shit signal in there. <laughs> That's what she said. You know, she's like, she's like, I just sat on the floor. She's like, luckily I didn't have to pee. And I was like, oh my god, I would be that guy who takes a shit on the elevator floor. <laughs> and, then they, and then when they like finally open the door, the maintenance man is like, really, bro? Like, That's when you go. Oh, it wasn't me. It was the people <laughs> before us. I swear. It, I know it was on the elevator when I got here. I was just coming down to the lobby to complain about it. <laughs> But she said, uh, she stopped like right, she was going down, but it only went down like three feet and then it stalled. So she was still at her floor. Yeah. But the, but the doors wouldn't open. So when she called the desk for help, yeah, they came out, they came out to the lobby like, Hey, are you in there? She's like, yep. Nice. So then they called security and security had to call the elevator maintenance or whatever. And they were like an hour away. Of course they were. So you would think you'd have a guy close by, like just right. standing by for something like that. Like, doesn't the building have maintenance? Don't can't they do stuff? You would think. Like everything's specialized the- now, though. Like even you have like the the printers and the copiers and you know the, oh, yeah. the all-in-one machines, and you don't have anybody in the office who can fix that. You got to call the fucking company to send a contractor out to look at it. Yes, yes, the goddamn ice machine. Dude, I almost snuck in on the weekend to try to fix it because it was taking too long. Yeah. That's so retarded. Our, our ice machine broke. And it's a nice, you know, like, commercial ice machine. It's sure. not like a huge, like, restaurant size, but it's nice. And um, it quit working. So they call the maintenance person. And they're like, oh, I can't get out for a week. And they're like, what the fuck? 
So yeah, they call it the, the only other the only other company who I guess were like dicks, but they don't want to use them. But they did because it was taking too long. So right, they come out. They're they no showed twice. So they're like, oh yeah, well you know we have your service window here from uh, eight to five, and you're like that's the service window is the whole fucking day. Right. Well, of the, course. the lady at the lady at the front desk leaves at like three. So this fucking guy showed up two times in a row at like three thirty, and the lady at the front desk is the only one who can like give him credentials and like bring him in and yeah. So finally, like yesterday, the guy shows up again at like four o'clock, and um, one of the gals I work with, she's been there for like twenty two years. She's yeah. like fuck. She's like fuck it. I'm going to get him. She's like they can't fire me. I've been here twenty two years. <laughs> <laughs> so she went out there. She grabbed him. She's like, get your ass in here. Dickhead, he was probably doing that shit on purpose, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, that's what she went out there and got him. She's like, nope, I got him. So she went out there, grabbed him. She's like, it's in here. And she stood there and watched him the whole time. Nice. Yep. So, so anyway, so we have a nice, uh, you know, restaurant quality uh, ice today. It was, it was really nice. nice. I had iced coffee. I had iced tea. I had Those iced water. get paid a lot of money, too, to be on call like that. Dude. Which is retarded. All I need to do is start an ice machine repair company yeah just be somewhat pleasant and give you four hour windows instead of eight hour windows and timely service right yeah instead of they always show up and they're like oh i gotta order parts it's gonna be two weeks when i worked ordering parts yeah right the ice store is there a part store for that (laughs) jesus just go on ebay and get it it'll take like two days yeah when uh when i worked at target they have the in-store maintenance guy who can take care of most sure. problems. Right, the engineer. Like the um, the refrigerator units and the freezer units, if there's something that he can't figure out, they have a company, you know, that's like on retainer, I guess. Sure. And we had a weekend when I was working in the Tampa store where they stopped working. And I had to call the guy in. And this was like his seventh work day of the week or something like that. And he was sitting at home eating dinner with his kids and stuff. So I, I, I felt bad for the guy. Because, you know, he's telling us, oh, you know, this this really sucks. This is how my weekend's going. He's like, I just sat down to dinner with my kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that sucks, man. He goes, yeah, the only bright side is, you know, he's getting paid whatever ridiculous amount of money an hour just Plus to come out. time or whatever, and, yeah. And even if he, even if he's only there for a half hour, he gets that full hour. Yep. For coming out, for being being the uh, the on call guy, so he's already getting paid for the full week, and then he's getting paid ridiculous money an hour to be on call over the weekend. So if he comes out, he spends an hour there. He's getting paid like three hundred dollars just for that. Yeah, just to come and install like a little micro switch or something. Yeah, just to come out and go. Okay, it's this, this, and this. I'll go switch it out back and be done. Yep. I, I'm telling you, I, we're in the wrong fucking profession. I don't feel bad for those guys at all. Hey, you don't like no, your job, they're getting then into. fucking quit. Right. Exactly, yeah. You don't want to install DirecTV dishes, then fucking quit. I don't care. Exactly. If you don't like your job, quit. You don't get paid enough, ask for more money, or quit. Find a new job. That's what the rest of us do. True story. You know, if I could, if I could live off of $10 an hour, I'd still work at Best Buy. Sure. But I just can't. And if you're Josh Gordon and you love uh, pot and alcohol a lot, mm-hmm. and 
your whole career rides on you not touching pot and alcohol, but you just don't care. Right. You just smoke a little pot, drink a little alcohol. Um, oh, I wanted to mention the Masters before we get into sports. Okay. Three holes in one. Yeah, on the one on the one hole. I mean, what yep. is this putt putt golf where it's like fucking funnels you down? Well, who's, you who's the, cutting the, the holes on those deal? The one guy took the shot, and oh, oh he, yeah, he bocce balled it in. Yeah, he got a nice roll, and it was rolling towards the hole or a little bit off, and he hit another guy's ball, and that guy's ball ended up going like towards the fringe of the green, <laughs> and his went in the hole. And you know that guy's like, "What the fuck, bro?" Yep, he bocce balled it in. Yeah, like, what? You're going to knock my ball to the fringe and then sink yours? You couldn't knock mine in, you dickhead? TJ went. What What was his team name this year? I, I don't, don't remember. remember. He had a bunch of different yeah. ones, I think. But, yeah, I saw he had a pass for, I think, Sunday. Yeah. Yep, which went. is a good yep. day to have it. Apparently, there's cheap beer there. Well, like yeah. The food there and the beer be. is, like, a good deal. Do you hear what they were charging people just to get in? No. It's like five grand to get a pass for the, for one fucking day. Wow. And he works at a golf course, I think, so I th- he probably had some kind of connection. Yeah, I think that was it. But it, the beer should be free if you're paying five grand to get in. Yeah, but then nobody would ever shut the fuck up in the background. They'd just be like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what I would be like. And they'd be like, sir, you have to be quiet. And I'm like, you have to be quiet. It's free beer. Eat my shit. Tiger's the best. Woo. Six Schlitz. Whatever's free. Tiger was just misunderstood. His wife's a cheating whore. Um, that's all I got for for this week. I don't like coming up. I think you that's any, anything. Stuck pretty in much elevator, it. Holes in ones. Cheap beer. Disney. Buying a house. Yeah, I don't really have anything exciting. I took on a family of wasps this morning because they were setting up shop in our our entryway. Did you win? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Actually, there was two rounds because... (laughs) You have to reload? Yeah. Heather had come home Wednesday night, and they were still flying around even at like 6 o'clock, which is abnormal. Usually, they've calmed down, and they're settling into their beds for the night. (laughs) So she goes... She yeah she goes to leave this morning, and um, one like swoops down and she's like, "Nope, that's a big old bag of fuck that." I'm going through the garage. She goes, "Please take care of that when you get home from dropping the kids off." I'm like, yeah, you know, cool. that's not a euphemism for pooping. <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> that's legit dropping the kids off at school. So you know, I'm I'm flexing and and you know sure. I, hit, I hit the little five pound dumbbells real quick before I get in there and. Mm-hmm work on my trigger finger so there's actually two nests with a total of three wasps so we got this spot shot you know fucking spray bottle that just launches it and i pop them off and they fall down i take the nest down with rigs and you know launch the shit off into the woods so they don't Mm -hmm. re-nest there and um so i'm going to leave for work a few hours later and go to go out the front door with my food and my drink in my hand. And this motherfucker came back from, I don't know, his overnight job or whatever. And saw I <laughs> murdered his wasp family. Uh, he would punish so, her on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, This motherfucker comes at me like a fucking rabid rhinoceros. 
Did charge it? He was charging you to backpedal, punch him out of the air. Oh, dude! I was like, nope. Slam the door shut. Set my food down. Went and got the spray stuff again. So I go open the front door again. And I'm looking. I don't see him. And I don't see him. So I peer around the corner. There he is. So I'm like, all right, I got this. So I go to spray, and of course I get one good shot out that hits him, and then the bottle's empty, and nothing but mist comes out. So I'm like, well, fuck. So then he starts to come at me again. I'm like, fuck, fuck this. Ran ran down the, the sidewalk of the entryway, <laughs> and I'm looking back, and he comes like fluttering out, and oh, then lands on the ground. So he was wounded. He was just still coming. It was like, mm. you know, you hit a guy with nine shots and he's still yeah, coming yeah. at you somehow. PCP rage. Yeah, so he happened to land in the lava rock right next to a little groove that I could slide a rock over and just mash him. So he's in a lava rock grave now. I had to <laughs> uh, flex on him, you know, throw some bows mm-hmm. and take care of business. Because, you when, know. When Spring Hill Best Buy first opened? It was built apparently on a swarm of horseflies. <laughs> it was a horsefly burial ground? <laughs> I think so. Because everywhere you looked, there was a goddamn horsefly, at least for the first two months we were open. Right. It was a brand new strip center, and it was, you know, two miles away from the water, probably. Right. And it was Spring Hill, so there's fucking nothing there. Yep. And I remember one charged me. And I was backing up, backing up, t- swinging at him, jab, right. jab, jab, hook, jab. And I, finally, <laughs> I finally punched him out of the air. Dude, it felt so good. It feels manly, right? Dude, I was like, even though it's just a fly, but I, yeah. dude, I, punched, I punched him right out of the air. And he fell on the ground, and I was like, yeah, and I stomped him. Yeah, I remember um, I was doing something outside. I think I was putting up Christmas lights or something. And... Uh, Actually, what I was doing was was cutting the gutter pipe so that we could run it into the uh, the water barrel we have out front. And whilst I was doing this, these bees would not leave me alone. They kept like flying at me and dive bombing me, trying to just annoy the piss out of me. So I went inside, got the fly swatter. I'm like, "Come around one more again, bitch! <laughs> Come around one more again." So this bee was flying, looping around in the garage, and here I'm standing at the front of the garage, and this bitch comes at me, and I shit you not, dude, I swung for the fences, made solid contact, and I heard the thud as he hit the wall (laughs) at the back of the garage, and I fucking bat-flipped the shit out of that fly swatter. Got your ass. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come around my house. This is my house. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Right? Yep. So it's stupid, but it's, speech. it's so dumb, but it feels so manly to just crush, just crush it. Yep, a bug, especially one that's supposed to be fast. Right? But yeah, I punched you out of the air. I'm not even a good puncher. <laughs> that's. I'm impressed with Yuke. He's able to snatch flies out of the air. It's like I, he's got a quick twitch like nothing else. <laughs> nice. I'm impressed for a big, dumb 85-pound dog. His his reaction time when a fly goes by is amazing. He gets him. Yeah, he'll be by the door and he'll see it flying around and he's following it. And then you hear it go. <laughs> like, damn, Got dude. Got him. So. So, you want to get into some sports? Yeah, let's get into sports. Let's first start. First 
start. Okay. Co- Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah. Fighting the end of tired. An, the end of an era. Yeah. I think I saw something yesterday. He was the only guard in NBA history to play 20 seasons. Really? That's impressive. And he played every single season with the Lakers, which also, is unheard of these days. Impressive. Um, yeah. When was he drafted? Was he 97? I think 96, 97. Right, because it was 20 years? Yeah, it was It was pretty much exactly 20 years on the dot. Holy shit, that means my 20 seasons. high school reunion is coming up. Yeah, his, um, I think his rookie year was 96, 97. Jesus. So. Yeah, and he came out of high school. One, one of, near one of the last. Yeah. And he near was, one of the first, actually. Because there's only been a handful of dudes go... Uh, out of well, high school. he was, he was, there was a, like a high school boom for like four or five years there. And he was like slightly prior to that. But he's, LeBron he's, came out of high school. Garnett came out of high school. Who else was good came out of high school? Uh, I think Jermaine O'Neal. He was good for a little oh, while. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he came out of, out of high school. Um, For the most part, the guys that came out of high school just didn't work out and it's because physically they're not mature enough um mentally they're not grown man's game yeah well that's and that's what people miss is like for that long stretch you had 18 year old kids playing with like 35 year old dudes that have been around the game you know so it's not surprising that a lot of those high school guys didn't end up working out but kobe was one of the ones that not only worked out i mean he's he's a uh, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. It might be unanimous. Yeah, he. So, um, imagine being the fourteen-year-old who played high school basketball with eighteen-year-old yeah. Kobe Bryant. How, I mean, yeah. How does that go down, right? Like uh, that goes bro, down. He puts up eighty on your team. Yeah, bro, you're the only one who's over six three, so you have to guard that guy. Come on, coach. Right. Seriously. Yeah. It's insane. And I, the things he did on the court, I mean, to do it for 20 years in any sport is amazing. And, you know, the last couple of years, his legs kind of gave out on him. You know, he's got sore knees. He had blew out the Achilles uh, at the end of one year. But, um, I mean, he made it to 20, and he left this season healthy. And I guess his coach said at some point during the season, his only goal for the season was to get Kobe to the final game. You know, okay. being at Staples Center and him being able to play in the game, not, you know, rolling out in a fucking wheelchair or something like that. And yeah. I think his teammate's goal for the game was to just let him take every shot because he ended up taking like 50 shots. Yeah. I Was it one of those games where it's like, like for, for David Ortiz, right? Like his very final game, they're going to throw him a softball. Someone's going to give him something unless it's, you know, you know playoff. Like his, Birth like is his on last, the line. Is, right, exactly. Like his last at bat, somebody's just going to be like, here you go, bro. And he's yeah. just going to blow the stitches off of one. And I, you know what? I honestly, I don't think it was like that because I think the Jazz, they weren't eliminated from playoff contention until like right before tip-off. And I don't know that they knew they were eliminated already. They gotcha. were actually playing defense on him. Uh, it was vintage Kobe. Come down, dribble around a little bit, force up 
an ugly shot. And for a while, it was really ugly. He was shooting, like, under 40%. And um, I tell you, like, I was watching just out of pure intrigue. Like, I've never been a huge Kobe fan. Mm -hmm. I can respect what he's doing. He's clearly a great player. He's a legend in the game. But I tuned in once the Warriors had their game in hand because they ended up breaking the record for wins in a season. So I was kind of flipping back and forth. So when there was about five minutes left, I tuned in. Or maybe at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He had, I think, 40 points right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He had 37, I think, going into the fourth. And he went off. Like, down the stretch. Like, they were down 10 at one point with a couple minutes left. And then it just became the Kobe Bryant come down and drill a shot in somebody's face game. And he ran off for the Lakers 17 straight points, brought them back, and I was thinking as this is going down, as they whittle the lead down to 5, and then down to 3, and then down to 1, and I'm thinking, this has to be, he has to hit the game winner to hit 60 and walk off for his career, right? He has to. This is how it's setting up. And and it didn't end up being a buzzer beater, but he hit the game-winning shot. With the like free throw, hour, right? With like 18 seconds left. He hit the shot to give them the lead, and then they played the free throw game, and then his last play as a Laker was a full-court assist when he got a rebound and they went to foul him and he tossed it down court for an easy basket. And that was the only points down the stretch that he didn't score. He scored 17 out of the last 19 points for the Lakers to bring them back. It was, and he had the assist on the last. Yeah. And it's like watching it. Like he started to get, get into a groove. And then when he came down, you knew, okay, he's taking the shot. There's nothing you can do to stop him from taking the shot. And he took it, and it's money. You just knew as soon as he let go, it was money. He got into that groove. He got into mm-hmm. that Kobe groove where he was just unstoppable. So like this, uh, the fourth quarter of this game was vintage Kobe Bryant, and he ended up putting like twenty points up in the quarter, and I it was just I I can't imagine for a, a surefire Hall of Famer, short of winning the title in your last game, I don't know that there's any better way to go out. It's, like he went I, out looking like his twenty two year old version of him. Yeah, like he, like you know, he hadn't just played twenty years in the league. Yeah. I mean, think about that's like long enough to retire from any job. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like twenty years doing the same Let alone job, a physical, a physical sport like that. Yeah, where you have to you be know? at a hundred percent every single day. There's no off season. You're training and eating, and you know, showing up to the gym every single day. Yeah. So, it, was, it was pretty incredible. I saw um, a tweet, a tweet that awesome. said, you know, there'll never be another Michael Jordan. And then, you know, and it was like dot, dot, dot. But there'll also never be another Kobe. Right. You know, so he may, he may not be Michael Jordan, but, he, dude, he's fucking Kobe Bryant. Well, and here's the thing, too, is a lot of people give LeBron crap for being too passive. You know, he's not. He doesn't have the killer instinct and... They they say he clearly wants to be the new the next Jordan, but he won't admit it. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant wanted to be Jordan in every way, and he yep. admitted it. He wanted to be Jordan. He wanted to be better than Jordan, and he admitted as such. It, it, he's never he's never dodged that. And I think if you're a great player, you have to. 
You have to be want to be one of the legends. You have to be, want to be better than the legends. Or else what are you? You're just collecting a paycheck. Yep. So, I mean, he always had the killer instinct that people say LeBron doesn't have. And I think LeBron has it in spurts. But when you say there's, there'd never be another Jordan, you're right. And you're right in saying there will never be another Kobe. You know, there, there's just... To have that skill set and match it with that killer instinct and the will to do it, everything on the court, they, these play, players like him just don't come along like that very often. The Black Bamba. Yeah, and he said in his, uh, he did, you know, a little post game speech to the crowd after the game, sure, obviously, little, and yep. you know, he said the the one thing that struck him as funny coming into this game was for twenty years he's had people in town screaming pass the ball pass the ball because he's always been a ball hog you know that mm-hmm. that's been the haters biggest excuse you know or their biggest knock on him is he's a shot chucker and he doesn't pass the ball he doesn't use his teammates or whatever he's like so for 20 years people have been telling me to pass the ball and we get to my last game here and they're telling me you better not pass the ball shoot it shoot it so and he did. I mean, he took. 50, I don't know what the final shot total was for the team, but he took fifty shots on his own. So, I mean, it wasn't a terribly efficient game, but down the stretch when it mattered, I think he missed one shot in the last five minutes, putting up seventeen straight points. So, he was born nineteen seventy eight. So he's one year older than me. Right. Six foot six. Uh, two hundred twelve pounds. Yep. And is drafted in 1996. There you go. By by the Charlotte Hornets. But they feel good about that pick. Yeah. Traded him for uh, Vladdy Divots. Yeah, great pick, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's a great pick, but a terrible trade. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at, at the time, Vladdy Divots was, um, you know, probably a top five or six center in the league. So, Doesn't he speak several languages, too? Like, because his pops was like... Uh, NBA Europe yeah, guy? He's like uh, Slovenian or Slovakian or something like that. So, yeah. Uh-huh. He's actually, I think he's, he might be the, I think he's one of the executives for the Sacramento Kings now. His Interestingly. Pops? Uh, Vladi Divac. Oh, no, I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking Co- about Kobe, yes. Kobe, yeah. Yes, he was, because he was born in France or something like that. He grew up in France because his dad was military or something like that. So yeah, he speaks he speaks French, obviously English. Um, I'm sure there are other Spanish. I'm sure he speaks. So mm-hmm. he's multicultural. Um, and that's all I got. I think for Kobe, twenty years yeah. straight out of high school. I mean, what really what cool. else can be said? Really, the dude's a Just, legend. He's going to retire a legend. So so we can look forward to Space Jam too. Um, well, Space, Co- Space Jam Two is already—they're already in the works, I think. With well, that's LeBron, right, with LeBron. So. That's right. That son yep. of a bitch. Yeah. NFL schedule got announced. Yes. And Season opener will be Super Bowl rematch. And in true ESPN fashion, they did a two-hour special on it. Of course, they did. So. Because, um, you know, there's not baseball or hockey or basketball oh, playoffs. Damn it. To, uh, catch, scratch my foot, fucker. <laughs> to analyze. 
So let's do a two-hour special on the fucking NFL schedule. Yeah, right. It's not like baseball just started and hockey's in the playoffs. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, the NFL Network did a, a schedule release special, but they're owned by the league. Mm-hmm. You expect them to do that because they're the ones unveiling the schedule. Right. That's their thing. Yeah. So, so let's I mean, see. Jesus Christ, ESPN. There wasn't baseball you could show. Or hockey. Um, the Buccaneers open the Falcons. Right. Se- September 11th. Well, that should be yep. fun. The Cowboys take on the Giants on 9-11, so I'm sure that'll be great. I don't yeah. remember oh, if it was yeah. in New York. I feel like if they're playing like on if the I think Giants... I think if the Giants are playing on, on 9-11, it has to be a home game, but... No, it's at Dallas. It's the Well, that's just a game. fuck up on the schedule maker's part. Yeah, what idiot does that? They play twice. You mean, come on. Maybe the, maybe the, the Jets playing at home that day? Uh yes, yep, Bengals Jets. That that would be the only thing that makes sense. You can't have nine eleven as as a game day, and none of the New York teams are playing at home. No one cares about the Jets. Everyone cares about the Giants. Right, the Giants are New York's main team. That's right. why I thought for sure. Oh fuck, they're going to throw the Cowboys into the meat grinder to play New York on nine eleven. Thank you. Right, and when everybody's crying and waving their flags and shit. Yeah, fucking the Giants represent America for the day and. Toby Keats there playing his song. Yeah. And there's fireworks and Jason Pierre-Paul's crying. <laughs> he's He's got PS, PTSD. <laughs> That's not funny. What if he shows up no. with his Yoda head to the spring game? I hope he does. That'd be awesome. He's been extremely open about the whole deal. Like, I guess he did some interview for a magazine recently. Um... Someone posted it on Twitter, I think, and there was like a link to the story, and it had images of the hand and stuff. And he's extremely open about everything, and he, I guess he said it at one point, like when he looked down, he could see all the tendons and and all the bones in his hands. I so, think we should bring him one of those like barbecue grill lighters, like with the long stem, right? And just give it to him. <laughs> and be like, this is for you. We love yeah, you. Light it. Light it and run, big guy. Don't hold it in your hand. Just light it with this long stem lighter. Right. And then run away, you big giant idiot. That's yeah, like, it like, absolutely. That puts him on level with like Ben Roethlisberger wrecking a motorcycle without a helmet. Yes. You know, like, just like, I know we can't tell you how to live your life. I know you're a grown man. And you're a man. You you're obviously a grown man child, which I we respect. with some sense. Because when I was 24 years old, if I had millions of dollars, I would also have bought a truckload of fireworks for yeah, me to absolutely. shoot off, not for someone else to shoot off. Yeah. And I'd Show off for have, the neighborhood. Right. I probably have a ton of, tons of beer in my system, and you know that's, that's what I would do. So I can't fault him too much. Right. Just do it smarter next time. Just imagine us at 24... Or 25 with millions of dollars. In half a hand. Well, I mean, eventually half a hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hold on, let me bring my list back up. Um, our Had a major friend, trade? Yeah, I was about to say, our friends, the uh, the lovable losers, I think they're the new Cubs of the NFL. 
No? Yeah. I don't know that anybody loves either the Rams or the Titans, whichever one you're referring to. The Rams. Yeah, I don't. Nobody loves them. I'm pretty sure, like everybody well, outside everybody, of Los Angeles, yeah, I was thinks say they're California assholes. Loves them. Yeah, Los Angeles loves them. Uh, St. Louis despises them. Now. And I think most people around the league see it for what it is and don't care for them. I will pull for Todd Gurley because I'm going to be picking him number one overall in our fantasy league. Well, but, that's right, because you got last place. Yeah, well, I was second to last place, but we're replacing somebody. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, yeah, you're replacing mm-hmm. the guy who's who set one fucking schedule and then walked mm-hmm. away, Michael Crambone. Mm-hmm, I know that, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be talking to your neck to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I mean, other than Todd Gurley, I think they're all a bunch of big bags of dicks. But Is, um, it, worth, is it worth mortgaging the whole farm? For one to dude, quarterback. See, here's the thing. Here's and this is what the Rams gave up. They I'll, need more I'll, than one. They need more than a quarterback to win. I'll doodle down here for you what what they got, what they gave up. Okay, there are three picks inside the top forty-five. One being number fifteen. So they gave that up. They gave up the two second rounders inside the top forty-five picks, and a third rounder for this year, and then the first round pick and third round pick next year. So when they suck because they're playing a fucking rookie running back in a tough division with Seattle and Arizona, they're not going to have a first-round pick. They're going to give up a top-ten pick. Okay? So they've decided that they (laughs) want one of the two quarterbacks in the draft that are potentially top-five picks in Jared Goff from California and Carson Wentz from North Dakota State. Cleveland wants one of those guys. The The overwhelming opinion around the league is Cleveland was going to take one of them at number two. So the only way to guarantee that you get the one of those two that you prefer is to trade ahead of Cleveland. Or trade with Cleveland if they want to trade down, but they're not moving anywhere because they need a quarterback because Johnny Football sucks and left the team. Another <laughs> point for a different day. Um, Fucking so Johnny really, Madzell. The only way to get the quarterback that you want guaranteed is to trade to number one. Tennessee knew that, so they're asking for a king's ransom. They they want the house. Give me your fucking house and all the cars in the garage and all the property the house is on and also give me your first three children. And the Rams took the bait. Like, okay. For that, let's see, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six picks they gave up. They got the first overall pick, a fourth rounder, a sixth rounder. And the fourth round pick and the sixth round pick, most of those are probably just interchangeable. Yeah. There's not much difference picking, say, 120th and 130th. There's a good chance if there's a guy you want at 120, he's still going to be there at 130. <laughs> they gave up a shitload. Nobody's now, making moves in the fifth round. Right. When the Redskins... Traded up and gave up the farm, and I think got to number two where St. Louis was to take RG3. They were mocked and ridiculed for giving up that much. Okay. RG3 got them to the playoffs his rookie year. Blew out his knee, was never the same. Shitty quarterback for the last couple of years, not with the Redskins anymore. Besides the point. 
the Rams, when they played the Redskins this year, took all the guys that they used those draft picks that they got in that trade, they ran all of them out for the coin toss to troll the Redskins, which is funny. I think it's funny. Sure. Two, six months later, they did the exact same fucking thing that they're trolling the Redskins for. (laughs) You gave up almost your entire draft for one pick. And then your first and third next year for one pick. If you don't make the playoffs at least, this, it's a total bust. They're I don't gonna, care if Wentz goes on to be a Hall of Famer. They're going to fuck it up. If you don't go to the playoffs immediately with Wentz or Goff or whoever you take, it's a bust trade. You had three picks inside the top 45. That's almost like having two firsts in a second. Yeah. It's borderline. What the fuck? <laughs> and then next year, too. And why, why is everybody going, oh, they knew who they want, so they traded up? Well, the Redskins did, too. And everybody said, you gave up too much. You can't trade an entire draft for one player. Which yeah. fucking Mike Dick have found out when he traded his entire draft to take Ricky Williams with the Saints. And then he sucked with the Saints. Because he had some like social disorder, doing interviews with his helmet <laughs> on and shit. I don't run, understand. Ricky, run. I don't understand why more people aren't screaming from the mountaintop. This is a terrible trade. This is awful. You cannot give up that much. Essentially, it was six picks for three. But let's be honest, it was six picks for fucking one pick. Right. Okay. The value of a first round overall pick, first overall, a fourth rounder, and a sixth rounder. That's not equal to two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and two third-rounders over two years. It's not. It's not even. Not even if Joe Montana reincarnate is graduating college this year. Carson Wentz could be the next Peyton Manning. I don't think it's an even trade. Because the Titans now can take all those picks and add quality depth. Yeah. Quality depth. They have three picks between 15 and 45. Even if they miss on a couple of those picks... If they go, let's say, they bat 66% out of those six picks they just got. Four out of six guys, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. And that's going to give you depth to a team that's got some talent, needs depth. I just don't, I've, I'm mind-fucked here that more people aren't chastising the Rams for giving it all up. But they're, oh, they're moving to L.A. and they made a splash and they're going to draft their quarterback. Blah, 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 blah. Miss me with that shit. Way too much. Too much move up to the first first overall pick. I'm sorry. It's too much. I can't get behind that. If Jerry Jones gave that up, I would drive to fucking Dallas and club him myself. Punch him right in the dick. Yeah. You know why. Just fuck him right up. Have you noticed that, like, Bill Belichick, who's won, what, four Super Bowls now? Have you noticed how he doesn't ever trade 15 picks to move up in the first round? I did. Have you noticed how he? I did. Yeah. How how he's always taking high picks and trading them down for more middle picks. Yep. That he's winning a lot of goddamn football games. Maybe he's got something figured out. Well, I mean, besides cheating, I think he does have something figured out. Sure, but I mean, look at where do the Redskins get? 
when they traded all those picks to get RG3. They got one good year. He hurt his knee. He's a complete bust. They rode him too hard, man. And they have no depth. So they suck. They made the playoffs this year because the rest of the NFC East sucked ass too. They suck. That's why they got their ass beat in the first round. They suck. That's where trading all those picks for one guy got them. Jeff Fisher, you were on the other side of this draft pick rape. And you still made the same mistake. You watched them. You trolled them for it. Brought out all those guys that give you pretty quality depth for a 7-9 and football team. You roll them all out there for the coin toss to troll them because RG3 is sitting on the bench because he sucks. And then you turn around six months later and do the same goddamn thing. How the fuck does Jeff Fisher still have a job in football? That's a great question. One Super Bowl run with the Titans. One. On Steve Steve McNair and Eddie George. Yes. And fucking Kevin Dyson. And you know what? They don't make that Super Bowl if it's not for the miracle and fucking uh, Music City. The Music City miracle the kickoff return where they did that fucking toss back across the field and all that shit. And the conspiracy theories about the replay and how it didn't determine it was a forward pass. It was not for that one run. I don't know Jeff Fisher even is still in football. I don't understand even with that how he still is. He's got a career losing record. What has he done? He had like a four-year run with the Titans, and that's it. And that's when he had Eddie George and ran him into the ground. How the fuck does Jeff Fisher still have a job? How? I I don't understand. It befuddles me. (laughs) It befuddles um, that's all I got for NFL. Yeah, I think that's enough. Enough. I'm gonna lose my voice again, ranting about how fucking stupid the Rams and Jeff Fisher are. Um, Kevin texted me the other day, and he wanted to know why there wasn't the same fervor this year that there was last year for the Tampa Bay Lightning. As far as us. Or no, overall. Uh, overall, like the city, the area, well, the Tampa Bay, the greater Tampa Bay area. I, I, I think it's kind of been an up and down season. They were not very good in the beginning. They got really good, really fast in a hurry, and then down the stretch, they kind of like just kind of weeble wobbled their way back into the playoffs. Stamkos is hurt. Strawman's hurt. Johnson. I mean, Tyler they, Johnson's I, hurt. I think, obviously, I still expect them to be good. Um, Even as a Red Wings fan, I fully expect them to win the series against the Red Wings. I think it's because the the, it's one of those things where you expect them to win. Right. It's just the first round. Yeah. Well, it's that, and it's like, oh, the Lightning are good. Yeah, we made it to the fucking Cup Finals last year, okay? So we know we're good. You know, like last year, I think it was, I mean, they were just explosive. I don't. I don't think they were as explosive this year. I agree. I, can't, I haven't looked at the stats, but it feels like last year, like they were just rolling for like ninety percent of the season. So, I think the deeper they go, obviously the more fervor there will be. But I. Don't, I don't know that there's really a tangible reason you could put your finger on that. You know, this is why the fervor isn't quite like it was last year. I with our friends. 
it's still there. I you know um, Aaron. Aaron's got her playoff tickets, and she's posting pictures from the games and stuff like that. So I mean, it's still there for at least the people I know. But overall, I couldn't tell you. I think people are still paying off their Stanley Cup tickets from last year. Like I think that credit card bill's still rolling in. They're like, God damn, that was expensive. Could be. Cause like Could I be. guess to like they were charging. You know, you had to buy your playoff tickets all in advance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you had to buy four games, four games, four games. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it was really expensive. The tickets are not cheap. They're like the you know to sit in the third deck. You're looking at you know ninety bucks. Yeah. In this round one. Well, and I think um, some of it too is the uncertainty about whether Stamkos is coming back. Um, and obviously now with him being out for the playoffs, we may have already yeah. seen his last game as a as a Lightning player. So I mean that might be part of it. I don't know. Like I said, I can't I can't give you a tangible reason why the fervor would be reduced. I but guess- I, again. With with our friends that go to Lightning games on a regular basis, I haven't noticed a huge drop off. In all I, honesty, I guess that last game was pretty chippy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Those are fun little, to watch. I like it when rough. they get when they get a little chippy at the end there when they're. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, last year they played seven games, and it was a tough, physical, intense series. And so, I mean, they're familiar with each other. And there's the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of that is is lended towards why the Red Sox and Yankees hate each other so badly, aside from the fact that there's that kind of city rivalry between Boston and New York, mm-hmm. is they've been playing each other for 100 years. And they've been in each other's way for 100 years. In the same division, yeah. Yeah, and the the more you play another team... The more you see the same guys, the more you get sick of Abdulkader coming in and taking a run at your guy. The more you get sick of seeing fucking Alex Kalorn dumping somebody behind the play. The more you get sick of Ben Bishop playing the puck 20 feet from the net and all that kind of shit. There's just things like the more... There are little things in hockey where you're constantly physically chipping away at people. And when you play the same team for seven straight games which they did last year. And then there's four division games matchups during the season. And you played four games the season before. So you're talking about playing these guys like 30 times over a three or four year stretch. You're sick of seeing the same people fucking hitting you after the whistle every game. And you're like, bro, just knock it off. So like, like last the same year, I don't like stick pops and skate pushes yeah. and, I don't think last year it was this intense right off the bat in game one. But mm. by game seven, they fucking hated each other. Nice. And so you already had that. And now they've played four more times this year. So just in the last calendar year, they've played each other over ten times. That builds up. So game one, they're like, all right, fucking advocator. I already hated you. Uh, don't get in my business. And then he gets in their business because that's what he does. He's a fucking troll. That's It's already tense. And it was a physical game. And the physical games tend to get a little more tense a little sure. more quickly than than the speed finesse games. So, 
Okay. So uh, game one, game one was a good game. It um, it was I, I think farted. two two after two, and the Lightning scored a, a pretty sweet tip in goal for the uh, the winning goal. Um, I don't remember who it was. Someone threw it at the net, and Alex Kalorn uh, knocked it out of the air on the fly into the net. So, oh, I like I mean, those. Those are fun. Not much the goalie can do, and it was just a weird angle tip in and all that nonsense. And so it was a good game. I mean, it came right down to the wire, you know. And the games, the series might be over in four games, but I have a feeling they're going to be tight, tense, and contested the whole time. Well, I will have to get my Apple TV out and see if I can get Fox and or NBC to uh, to stream for me. Right. So, um, you want to run through some movie stuff real quick? Yes, let's run through some uh, some Marvel comic type stuff. Even though we're already at fifty six minutes, we can get through this, man. Civil Come War, at me, bro. Civil War is getting good reviews. Yes, that's great news. It is, because it was kind of the opposite for Batman Superman. Yes. You know, like the initial reviews were not very good, and they still did huge numbers. I think it's still like over 800 million or something like that, tickets sold, but that first weekend it did like, did I don't know. 500? Well, the first, the first weekend, <clears throat> the first weekend it did like, I don't know, 170 or 180 or something like that, and it kind of pushed Avengers but then died off pretty quick. Yeah. As word of mouth kind of killed off the buzz. Um, it's still doing a lot of money. I think largely based on overseas. But Avengers is just getting... Everything I've seen has been overwhelmingly positive. Dude, they're just printing money. It's crazy. They well, can't miss. I mean, Doctor Strange is going to get his own movie. And he's going to do... 500 million probably probably three four hundred yeah by himself yeah and And that's and only your comic book nerds know dr strange there's not a cartoon there's hasn't been this isn't a reboot or anything like that this is your first time most of america will see dr strange well and i think it goes back to when they started with iron man with the first movie they had a plan you know they've they've had an outline, a sketch of where they wanted to take these movies mm-hmm. and what was going to be the end game. They've been playing the the um, the gauntlet deal up, the Infinity Stones, uh-huh. since like the beginning of the first phase. They were building towards that with Captain America with the with the Tesseract. That was yep. that was where they were starting with things. So, I think DC tried to jump in, seeing Marvel success. And they went straight into the the uh, the compilation movie. Well, they you know, had Superman. You know, they did that one. They had one movie, and then they tried to jump straight into the the group of characters. Right. And again, I haven't seen it yet. I'm sure I'll enjoy it because I'm easily entertained. It was fun. But the thing Marvel did is they slowly built up to it. They gave each character his own movie, built the backstory, and then when they have the big group film, yeah, you know where everybody's coming from, and there's there's a a distinct direction that they're trying to take with it that they've had for five years before that. So two full on Avenger movies came out, and then they give you Ant Man, 
and Doctor yes. Strange, and yep. you know, eventually uh, Black Panther, Black Panther, exactly, Spider Man. Yep. So they well, and they would have done Spider Man initially had they oh, had the I'm rights sure. to, because he's a pretty big part of that universe. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. Like, you get Avengers, and you think, "Fuck, where do we go from here?" And then they're still introducing new characters. Yep. And then you read things on the interwebs like that. No, get the fuck out of here, cat. Um. Then you read things like the X Men producers would be open for uh, a crossover at some point. Yeah, crossover with the Avengers. And. And you can make that happen with your Doctor Strange movie because he can do that dimensional stuff. And that's how you would explain why no one has ever mentioned Xavier or Magneto or or Wolverine right. before because they're from a different dimension. Yes. You know, so the um That's that's how you cross them over. There's a couple reasons I don't think it happens. And one is I think Obviously, Marvel has their plan. And mm-hmm. Spider-Man was an easy fix. Spider-Man, you plug him into the Avengers uh, or Civil War, Captain America Civil War, basically an Avengers movie. You it plug is. him in there, and then you give him his own movie, and you go from there. It's one guy. It's easy to plug him in. And to to work X-Men into the picture, it's a whole new ball game because the X-Men have this this collection of movies already. Yeah, they have their own They've already universe. got their own storyline. Yep. So it would have to be something like Doctor Strange pulls them in from a different dimension. And I don't know how many people would actually go for something like that. You know what I mean? I, I, you'd have we to would tease find it, it easy too. But. You'd have to tease X-Men in like a dream or something for him. Sure. You know what I mean? And then yeah. take and it from there. Here's the other reason I don't think it happens. And the producers for the X-Men movies and Brian Singer or Singer or whatever his name is, he's good friends with Kevin Feige, who's like the EP for all of Marvel cinematic movies. Um, Fox owns the rights to X-Men. And for any kind of crossover to happen, Marvel and Fox have to commingle and come up with a plan to work them together. Fox has been fucking trolling Marvel with shitty movies just to keep the rights. All right, <clears throat> Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. <clears throat> so it's not going to happen. Marvel doesn't need this to make money. Really, Fox doesn't need it to make money. But even if they did, Marvel would just say, fuck off, we don't need it. You know, like they've they've already marginalized the characters that Fox owns in their comic books. Yeah, they quit writing Fantastic Four altogether. Yeah. And and they created the Inhumans, or they, they've not created them. I guess they've been around for a long time. Most people don't know about them, but they've started pushing the Inhumans more because they can't use the X-Men. And they have the movies coming up in a few years involving the Inhumans. So rather than do anything to further develop the X-Men... They're devoting their time to the Inhumans. Marvel has basically told Fox, you keep the rights, you're on your fucking own for source material. Right, we're, we're not, not giving you shit. We're not going to give you new stories. So, the only only property that Fox owns that I can see Marvel being willing to cross 
and Marvel might not even end up being involved with it. It might just be Sony is the Spider-Man Deadpool crossover yeah. that the I guess Deadpool's creative team recently said they would be open to a Spider-Man Deadpool crossover. That'd which be I'd cool. be all for. You got a couple smart asses, you know, exchanging one-liners and all that shit. Yeah, yep. It'd be entertaining as long as it's done right. But that's it. Marvel doesn't Marvel's not going to they're not going to go out of their way to work with Fox, I guarantee you. Fox has already trolled them enough that they would just say, fuck off. I don't care if you need the money. Don't. Get away. Go. Did we talk about the Suicide Squad last week? The new trailer? I don't think so. Did you see the new trailer? I did. They added the funny. Yeah. Like, I think that well, that think, was, like, a very cognizant thing that they did. They were like, let's make sure everyone knows DC can also be funny. Yeah, well, I think part of it was Batman versus Superman was, at least from what I've heard, a lot darker very dark. than people were expecting. And it, I just, I think it had to be. You've got two superheroes that are fighting each other over dumb stuff. We're, well, in the realm of superhero dumb Dumb stuff. All right. I don't understand. And I guess I was talking to somebody at work, and he said it was it was shot down. The this whole idea of it. They originally someone said that they had reshot some scenes to lighten up the movie. Suicide Squad. Get Squad's. back more. Yeah, Suicide Squad to get yeah. more towards the, the lighter side that had been in the original trailer. They made it seem kind of campy, not really campy, but kind of light. Yeah. While also being dark up until the Joker comes around and is going to saw somebody's face off with a table okay. saw. Right. Um, but I, I just think, like, if you think Suicide Squad is going to be anything but dark, I don't know what you're expecting. They're going to put together a team of the worst criminals around. Murderers, rapers. Psychopaths. All this stuff. To serve government interests. You can't possibly think that's going to be light and campy. It's going to be dark. It has to be. You well, know, so... I, there was more Batman in in the trailer. I did notice that, yes. I was pretty excited about that. Um, Harley Quinn, holy smokes. Yes. It's going to be the best Halloween ever with all the Harley Quinns running around. Yes, Margot Robbie is fantastic, by yeah. the way. She's a 10. Um, they added some Will Smith stuff, you know? Yes. Welcome to Earth. Right. Um, what else did they do? Uh, uh, there was more Joker. Yeah, more Joker, yeah. Although he wasn't he really seemed funny. To have a he lot seemed, of the tattoos you know, covered up. A lot of cackling. Yeah, he had regular teeth, so he was probably pre-Batman smashing his teeth out. Right. Um... Yeah, it looked, looked like a fun movie. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to go see it. Absolutely. I got my tickets for Civil War. I just mentioned that last week. I'll mention it again this week. Yeah, I don't have them yet, but I have uh, a semi-concrete plan to go see it. Nice. Like that go- I have to run by some other people first. <laughs> but Rhymes with Schmether. Yeah, if they're, if they're all on board with what I'm on board with, it'll go swimmingly. They are. If she won't go, I'll go. Sure. I'll drive down for it, or you can drive up, or we can, 
Watch it in Bradenton. Score. <laughs> Go to that Sarasota Cinebistro. Yep. So be a date. Um, oh, and Spider Man. Spider Man got a title. Yes, Spider Man Homecoming. I hope it's like actual Homecoming Court, like right. on the football field with the marching band and stuff. I hope that makes its way in there. Sure, I'm curious if uh, if they're going to cast a Miles Morales for this for the indie film. I hope so. That'd be fun. I mean, you got to have Miles somewhere. Correct. Um, and this movie is going to be after Civil War. Yes. But before Avengers 3? Does that sound right? Yes. Is he going to be I think it's going to be next year. I would imagine it'll have to be. Um, I think it's next year it comes out because it pushed every bunch of movies back. Yeah, it took uh, Black Panther's spot. Yeah, which that, by the way, I cannot wait for. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I think I'm actually more excited for the Black Panther movie than I am the Spider-Man independent movie. You know, uh, remember TJ? Yes. He has the, I think he has a couple of copies of the first appearance of Black Panther. Nice. I think he even has one that's like graded, you know, like sealed in the package. Sure. Authenticated. uh, And signed by uh, Stan. Nice. Did you did he did you get with him with our? Uh, yeah, he said who would win in the fights. Um, he, I did actually. Hold on, let me pull it up. I don't remember which ones I asked him. I think he said <laughs> Superman. Well, I think we had Batman versus uh, Batman versus Black Panther. And he loves Black was Panther. Was one of them, and not just because he went to A and M. That's racist. What? What's racist? You can't say that. What? I don't. How are we going to get the black vote now? After what you just said. What? We had TJ on you, the show. You do remember? What the fuck? What? <laughs> oh, it's okay. We had a black guy on our podcast. We did. He went to A oh, How? He's totally black. How, how am I supposed to win election with you saying shit like that on this podcast? I Come don't. on, bro. I don't know what you're so excited about. Jeez. Hold on, hold on. I gotta find it. I'm gonna search for Control F, Devon. Devon? I don't even see it. <laughs> I'm just wasting. You lost it. Wasted all of our time. You did. Sh- shoot, man, dang. Shoot, man. Um, he said, shit, I don't, I don't see it yet. I don't think he said, shit, I don't see it yet. Are you sure? I'm pretty, pretty positive. Oh, one thing we didn't mention, Deadpool 2 is official. Oh, that's right. With, and with all of the, uh. The whole team is back. Yeah, the whole creative team is coming back. So, that's super helpful. Yes. Yep, and it's exciting because I mean they they pretty much had announced that they were going to they had got green lit to shoot it and now it's like official. I don't know if they've officially picked a date yet, but they have said they're making it. So um, that I, is pretty cool. I do have a quote. Okay. Um, hold on, let me see if I can find TJ. Damn it! Nope, not on here. Son of a bitch. 
All right, maybe uh, maybe next week I'll uh, tell you what I asked him because I don't remember it right now. Right. All these stupid likes. God. Um, I'll just read the quote, and I'll stop okay. wasting everybody's time. Sure. Or you can sounds ed- like a good idea. You can edit me. Wait, did you just say I was wasting people's time? Say no. What? No. Uh, this is a Robert Downey Jr. quote, uh, also yes. known as Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, a.k.a. Sergeant O'Malley. Wait. Sergeant O'Malley. Yeah. From Tropic Thunder. Anyway. He says, listen, smile, agree, and then do whatever the fuck you were going to do anyway. Right. That's the story of my life. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I got you, honey. Uh Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. Yes. See ya. Basically the life of any married man ever. (laughs) No, honey, yes, I'll definitely do that. Psych, I'm playing Xbox all morning. Nice. So, um, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a a part of our show. Thanks for uh, putting up with my recovering voice. You make it easy. So... Alrighty, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Bye.